You're listening to the Mentors for Military podcast with your hosts, Robert Gowan, Rudy Lindsay, Mike Pritz, and Kat Kalin. Hey guys, this is Robert, Mentors for Military podcast you're listening to. Uh, we've got Brian from KCSL, Keep Calm Saves Lives, the movement. And then, of course, we've got George from Softfleet. And George, you're recently with uh, Softfleet because you did own your own gym. So now doing that full time, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So I just came on full time with Softly now for going on three months as the head of human performance. Yeah. Um, after selling my gym. Awesome. Well, congratulations nice. on that. Thank you very much. It's actually been a it's a, been a very eye opener uh, and very life learning experience with all the transitions. And we'll get into it during the podcast. And it's kind of the reason why I hit you up for this is because of the I remember when, when we did our podcast the first time we did it on Elite Mindset. And then um, with all the transitions going on. I've realized that it's a, it's a revolving circle that always comes around in life. And if you look back at it and think about it, there's always some kind of bigger transition that's coming at you every single time. And it's how you approach it with the mindset and not the elite mindset, but the proper mindset to be more self-aware and more conscious of what's going on in front of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely love it. And then, of course, we welcome back Jason. He took a bit of a hiatus. He's the only man I know that at 930 in the morning can drink a triple IPA and get paid for it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> also, I probably had the hiatus going on. That's right. <laughs> it's the most cause and solution to everyone's problems. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know very many people that can actually say they get paid to drink. So uh, God bless yeah, you. It doesn't pay well, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't f- imagine. I feel like the beard definitely goes into that as well. You have to have that beard to go with the drink. Yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely uh, widely known that our community is just full of white dudes with beards, and, that, and that's it. <laughs> uh, so, George, what you were talking about, I think, is a great topic because when you think about the you know focus, there's so many things that go with that, uh, and having that right mental attitude. You know, when when I start thinking about it, it it started hitting on me on a couple different levels, and that's that if, you, if you're not focused correctly and you don't have the right positive mental attitude or you're not, um, you know, you don't have the right mindset, then you're not going to be very valuable, of course, in the private sector, in the military, and especially as a leader. Because as a leader, there's, you're going to be leading subordinates that will have that kind of attitude, and they're going to they're gonna chew you up, spit you out real quickly. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's, and that's something that we're looking at now. We talk about, we're going to be talking about the transitioning out of the military into the civilian world. And a lot of times what happens is we do get this mindset when we're in the military. It's like, hey, you have to go ahead and re- require to meet these requirements. You're always trying to prove yourself in that realm. And what ends up happening is the way I look at it as is, is when we get out of that transition of the military, going into the, into the civilian sector from the private sector, um, we end up losing who we are as an identity, right? Like, so we're very self-aware when we're, in the, when we're in the private sector as the military, LEO, however you want to think about it. And we become very, very just taking care of Jason and, and Robert and everyone else that we keep forgetting about who we are and how do we take care of ourselves at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, we've had several people on the podcast when they talked especially about military transition, about how important it is to actually take some time off to find yourself. And maybe that's a lot of getting in the right mindset and preparing yourself mentally. And I know, Jason, we've been talking about doing a podcast a little bit about transition for some time frame now, and the perfect time just hasn't come up. And right. maybe, maybe this is a good time because you had a really unique story as well through your transition of some challenges and making that and uh, coming out into the private sector yeah you know i think uh when it comes to you know take when you talk about taking some time off and try to figure out what's what's next or what that road's gonna look like um you know me i'm i'm almost at my one year mark of being out um and i still kind of um, i'm feeling it out as i go so my my approach right now is to um say yes to, to most opportunities out there um, I am saying no to the ones that I that I believe are going to veer me wildly off the course that, that I'm on. Um, but you know, from from my perspective right now, it's you know take every day with a grain of salt as far as I don't know completely where I'm going, but I have a couple ideas of where I want this to go, and just keep myself um, options open until I really figure out what I want to do. If you asked me, you know, a year ago what I'd be doing versus what I'm doing right now, um, it's it would be wildly different. And probably if you ask me a year from now, um, where I see myself, it's going to be wildly different again. So I think that, um, part of the approach and the mindset is, uh, I, I take 
opportunities as they come and I see where they go. And then I, as long as it's within my overall intent, you know, I kind of go with it. And if it isn't, I shed that and, and I, and I don't go down that road. Um, so for me, like that's kind of where I'm, where I'm sitting. And, and mainly that became my, my, like, uh, my roadmap because I didn't see my transition coming. Um, I don't know. Some people do, some people don't, you know, I was, uh, for, like, I don't, I don't know if I said this before, but for me, it was like that scene from Forrest Gump where just running down the road and then he just stopped running. Like that, that was me. Like I, <laughs> I was just going. You had the beard I, I and like, all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this thing's awesome. I loved it. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, you know, I don't want to run anymore. Yeah. I'm going to go. And I had to like, there's that group of people following him. They're like, what? You just stopped. Um, and so I had a group of people in my life like, dude, that guy just stopped running. Um, and so for me, like, I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't see it coming. Didn't know where I wanted to go with, uh, I knew that I wanted to start my own endeavor and have some creative control over um, my next, my next, you know, future, my ventures kind of thing. So like for me, that was, that's kind of what I'm doing right now is I'm just leaving every door open as possible. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out as I go, what, what I want to do. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm learning everything you know, as, as quickly as I possibly can. And Jason, just checking things off the list. Jason, what would you say the main reasons for you separating were? Uh, I, for, so this was probably the first time in my 11 years that I saw like specifically what I was going to be doing for the next three. And okay. I just didn't like the way it looked. Um, and I, I had a great, great run, awesome career for, I got to do everything I ever wanted to do. Um, awesome. so my, if you asked me like before I came in the army, what did you want to do? I had pretty much accomplished all those things within the first year. And then, um, for the next 10 years, you know, life just came in Addison. It was fun. Um, but then. At some point, I wanted my own creative control. I wanted to kind of do start start something that's my own, where I call the shots and I'm I'm behind the the future and the vision of it. And I just didn't have that opportunity where I was at the time, you know, where I was in the army. So that's kind of like yeah. my a real reason. I can relate to that absolutely. I'm separating soon, and one of the reasons that I'm deciding to deny that reenlistment bonus and get out of the military is because, as like you said. I kind of see what the next four years of my time could look like. And I don't have autonomy over the time to accomplish certain goals that I want. And yeah, I think there absolutely there are some unknowns I'm moving out into. And, you know, a year from now, I could be looking back and being like, I was like that Forrest Gump, you know, running is like, oh, I got to stop because I am connected to the mission here. And I've known that kind of intense connection through my career as a PJ so far. And so now I know I'm going to have to replace it somehow. Yeah. And I'm going to work hard to make that happen, but it's not like severing that connection. And I think George was hitting this is like, it's full circle. You got to replace the connection and it takes that. That's focus absolutely. To do it. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you could not have said it any better. So it is, what am I going to replace it with? Um, and it has to be something of equal or greater value or else you're, you're going to be hurting. That's is basically what, what it comes down to. So one of the things that I did many years ago, somebody gave me a book because it was about an organizational change that we were trying to do, and it was called uh, Who Moved My Cheese? I don't know if you guys have ever read that book before, but it's about adapting the change, and the kind of the, the gist of the story is you have a bunch of mice that were in a maze, and they, they kept going to the same part of the maze every time, and that's where they'd find the cheese. Eventually, there was no more cheese. So some mice decided that they'd go hunt down through the maze and try to find cheese where it moved, or if there was another place that was cheese. Some mice kept going back to that same spot, and even though they were hungry and they complained and everything else, they kept going to that same spot all the time. So the ones that found the cheese, they, the, the new cheese and stuff, they started doing the same thing. Well, the same thing occurred. When the cheese ran out, the new mice started finding where the cheese went, same mice that always were comfortable going to the same spot. But there were a few mice that started getting really smart through this whole thing and started realizing that change is going to be constant. So they need to be thinking about where the cheese is going to move next, right? So what I used to always tell my staff is you always need to think about where the change is going so that you can help define your role and not let somebody define it for you. So think yeah. about that bend in the turn and where is the organization going or where are you headed and stuff and try to be a change maker rather than be somebody that keeps going to the same place finding cheese. Mm -hmm. That's that's deep, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wrote the bo uh, book. It was genius.
That's deep, man. That's funny you say that because the way I look at it too is right. Is like we have an identity when we are, when we're in the Marine Corps or we're in the military, whatever we're doing um, with that phase. So, for instance, at the time, you know, I was Sergeant Briones. That was my identity, right? And like all I knew was drive to work, train these guys, do this, do that, right? That's all I really knew. So you look at the mouse now and the mice that all they knew was go to the same spot for cheese, same spot yeah. for cheese. Yeah. We create that same pattern, and. It's funny is because now the real goal here is to make us become that mouse that is being like very curious and I want to go other places. And that's what happens to us when we do get out of the military, right? Or when we do lose our identity and we need to find a new identity that ends up happening. Um, And then all of a sudden that mice ends up finding where their cheese is at in a new spot. And just like I said earlier, you know, I really believe that's how life is, right? We go back to looking at life. And it's just a re- it's just a circle that keeps coming around. It's a circle of life, what we call it. And it, I don't know, you know, it's one of those things how I see it as, um, and how I've how I've looked at a lot of things in life now to really kind of be aware of what's going on and how to create that change. No, I think that's spot on. I think that's what a lot of the problem is with individuals is they're so used to being comfortable with a certain way of living. Let's face it, many of us joined the military when we were 17, 18 years old. It's the first job for many of them when they came in. Now, for me, I was working much younger. Um, so I still was trying to figure out what to do and everything else when I was at that age and having worked a new job, I realized where I didn't want to go because I was washing cars and doing stupid stuff like that as I was a kid in high school and in uh, middle school. But I mean, uh, for a lot of people, that's their first real opportunity at a job. They get trained, especially let's say in combat arms, they know nothing other than a combat arms, you know, um, type of environment, which is, you don't really experience out here in the private sector at all. It's not that same type of camaraderie. It's not the way that, you know, a bunch of males, uh, get along with each other and that type of, because you're not going to have that type of environment necessarily out here in the private sector. So I, you're right. I think a lot of people get very comfortable with that. And also I think along with this though, it's again, it's about having the right focus and, and realizing that change is always going to be there. And it's about really what we're talking about, I think, is adapting to that change and understanding how that bend in that curve is going to be and how you can play a part in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in the military, it's largely, I've obviously, I'm going to experience kind of the private sector change here in a little bit. But so far, what I've, I've felt is just organizational change, but also seeing how I, I have to change as an individual operator to meet like the organization's change need as it goes in that direction but then you have autonomy over change when you separate and it i guess it could come more clear but also honestly it could have bigger impact on your life on the outcome of things because you are dealing with all the repercussions of the change you don't have all those people kind of behind your back pushing you into it and as a support you know I think for for me, that's probably the best part of the transition um, is that for the first time, I am not held to anyone's standard but my own. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of up to me to set. Right. And so whatever I do throughout my day is completely 100 percent up to me. So I have an option to either um, make it better or just kind of tread water. And, And honestly, like the. The thing that I am been most uh, enjoying since leaving is realizing how many people around me are just treading water. Um, and so for me, like it's there's great opportunity for guys like us when we get out to just absolutely leapfrog past people because you know they're complacent. They're the group of people that are just keep going to that that same spot looking for that same piece of cheese. You know, um, whereas I think, uh, and I can't speak for everyone in the military, but I think most of us, you know, there's a misconception of the military that. We just sit and follow orders all day long, um, and we don't sit there and, and think independently. Uh, where the, really the greatest thing about our military is that we are groups of independent thinkers that are given a basic end state, and we have pretty large freedom to to meet that end state. Um, so for me, like it's it's been kind of a an eye opening experience to realize how I, I don't know. I, obviously, if if I was maybe with like Apple or Google or something <laughs> like that, maybe you know the organization would be a little it would bit be more. Be able to drink beer every day then though. I don't know. You don't. I haven't proven that. So I think. <laughs> and hey, hey, not to, not to digress, but if if there are driverless vehicles, there's going to be keg raters and freaking beer anywhere you go. Like it's there just no reason not to be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you're already thinking about um, but, the curve. Where, where's the yeah, uh, trend headed? I like it. Oh man, I'm I'm scratching the surface on the curve that I'm thinking of. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. I think uh, there's there's going to be some room for growth here. Um, but you know, like back to what I was saying, like it's. Uh, it's a great opportunity 
to be someone like us, you know, where you're in that position to, to transition because every, every day is yours and it's up to you to figure out, um, where you're going to go next. And, and it's just, and to me, that part's the fun part. It's the unknown, but I really, I'm, I'm enjoying that aspect of it. Yeah. But you're, you're out there that you're reading exactly into what I was saying about moving the cheese, because you're also out there trying to find the next curve, the next opportunity. And how do you fit into it? And matter of fact, how can you define your role in that place? And, and I think right. that's where a lot of guys, gals, a lot of people getting off active duty or even those within the military, mm -hmm. they don't even see that within the military, you can actually control a lot of that as well. Um, yeah. there, are, there are aspects that you can really define your career, the way you want to shape it, how you want to live it. I mean, there's parameters that are probably a little bit stronger there, but don't think that you can exit out into the private sector and that you're going to have a lot of freedom to do it there either. You Sure, you can if you want to be an entrepreneur, but you're still going to have to live by some parameter and set of rules and within a certain space. But you, it's, it's start, like you said, Jason, I love how you said it. It starts with you. It, it and does. It really does. And that's and that brings me back to what Jason said about organization and controlling your controlling what you want to control. Like it, one thing that you know I've learned from the transitions from out of the Marine Corps into the civilian world, and then again from selling my business to where I'm at now, and you start realizing you know what you were doing in the Marine Corps was no different than what you're doing outside of the Marine Corps. Now you just don't have to answer no to no one but yourself, and and that's true, right? So we only have to answer to yourself now when you get out of the Marine Corps. You all of a sudden, it's like a it's like a sixteen year old kid who moved out of his house, yeah. and all of a sudden sees the world, and he's like, "Oh my God, what is this?" Same thing happens with us, right? And it's like, well, let's go back to before you joined the military. What were you doing before you joined the military that gave you this drive and this purpose and this identity to control your life and your outcome? What were you doing prior to joining the military that gave you that mindset to be like, "I want to join the military." Yeah. Right. So why don't we find that same mindset along with what we just learned while we were in and add it to our life? And now we've just gotten that key now to just continue to open more doors down the road. Unfortunately, from the day one, when we get into the military, we've been told what to do. Right. And then as we go and Jason, like you said, you know, in the Marine Corps, we can we can are in the military in general. You can go ahead and, you know, you still can live your life. You can still do what you want to do. But realistically, there's some that's there's a habit that you created, just like the mouse going to the same cheese. You still have to answer to somebody every single time. Right. So that just that just creates some kind of uh, that just creates something outside to where you look to answer to somebody, but there's no one there, so you're lost completely. And that's where you have to re 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 pull yourself back and be able to control understand you can control your own outcome. Yeah, I think maybe like the what, what you just kind of hit on there is that. Um, the one pitfall of maybe being in the military is that, you know, we do have to answer to people above us for a lot of different things. Maybe something yeah. as simple as like a, you know, a, a pass or leave form because you want to go take vacation and go somewhere. You know, so we're always asking permission, filling out paperwork for that. And then when you make that transition, you don't necessarily have that same person. So if you're going to sit there and ask your employer, hey, can I go to the bathroom kind of thing? Like, you know, <laughs> you're going to fail. Right. Like, yeah. But. But, you know, I think there's uh, but again, there's 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 a lot of room for for you to take the reins, you know, in this one situation in your life. where like, you know, I don't have to ask someone what if I can, if I'm allowed to go 250 miles uh, for this weekend to go to another another, you know, state or whatever. Um, but, I, you know, but again, like that's I think I hear that a lot with especially people transitioning and and definitely, you know, people that were in the army for a very short period of time, like maybe one enlistment term, you know, they're they're just out of high school, you know, maybe they've been in for three, four years or an E4 and they're getting out, you know, we, we didn't really give them any opportunity to be responsible other than for basic, you know, personal responsibility. But yeah. even then we were holding them to a really high standard. Right. Um, and so for, I think for that, that specific soldier, it's tough soldier or Marine, you know, that that's tough for them to make that switch. Now they're in this, you know, civilian sector and it's, it can be kind of ruthless out there because there isn't that group kind of holding you accountable. Um, but then, you know, for other others of us that, you know, we had an opportunity to be leaders um, and, and take take the reins. Uh, it's uh, for me, it's just I see nothing but leadership uh, vacuum everywhere I go. Um, and, and, it's, and it's just very basic stuff, you know, like, you know, leaders eating last kind of thing. Like, it's amazing how many leaders I see out there that, you know, will, will instinctively put themselves first, you know, before the people that they, you know, they're supposed to lead. So I don't know, there's there's a lot of a lot of good and a lot of bad, I guess, in bo both ways if you look at it. Yeah, and I mean, I'm the only one who hasn't related something back to the mice and the cheese, so. 
I'm going to give it a shot. All right, go for it. Don't push so, it, man. Rob, you said, you know, like, <laughs> the it was the smarter mice that went and tried to find the, the new piece of cheese, cheese, which would largely, you could say, was a minority. And uh, something that Jason said early on was, like, saying no is a huge part of being in that change. You have to say yes to opportunity, but you also, since you are the minority, you're looking for the next thing. You're going to have to say no a lot because the majority is going to be like, no, it's this way. It's over here. And everyone's going to think you're crazy until you're right, until it works. So it's it's a difficult road to be on. And it's an unpopular road for sure. It's one that I'm on right now. And when I tell people about it, they're like, well, like you're taking that risk? I'm like, yeah, but, you know, five months I'll either be broke or rolling. Yeah. Dude, that, but, that's my motivation right now. I love every single person that, like, why'd you walk away, man? Oh, you had that guaranteed paycheck. I'm like, yeah, because I don't need that guaranteed paycheck. I'll yeah. be just fine. Like, watch. Watch what happens. There, there, It's funny we're talking about this, right, because you just said it right now, Brian. It's funny is I have a saying, and I actually have a tattoo to my arm. It's risk everything, regret nothing. And, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to play devil's advocate against myself because that has actually kind of hurt me in the civilian world also. Hmm. Not just in the civilian world, but it's also hurt me like in my like personal relationship lifestyle. Because I come into this approach of the lack of empathy towards somebody else. Gotcha, yeah. And I automatically feel like I have, for the longest time when I got out of the military, I had some kind of sense of entitlement. And I was like, risk everything, regret nothing, push me to this, I'm going to sacrifice everything else and do this, this, and that. And yes, I was a leader, right? I was a very good, I, I, and I'm a leader. I let you know I lead by example. This is what I want to do, but I didn't know how to transfer that out into my personal life outside of my profession because all I've ever known in my profession was to have lack of empathy and continue pushing to make everyone else around me stronger and better than me. So I wasn't ever taking that into my life, personal life outside of my profession. And since I've actually taken that now out of my out of like my personal life and actually opened up to empathy and being aware self-aware of what's going on it's it's fucking it's excuse my language but it is legitimately like it's legitimately had i've legitimately grown exponential because of that and that is something that i think that a lot of guys don't do when they when they transition out well they also don't uh, measure the risk i think is what you're talking about too so they haven't done yeah. risk mitigation work so they go out there and they make assumptions but they really haven't done the proper due diligence to make sure it's going to work but i i like some of the things you talked about there when you were talking about lack of empathy and and as well a sense of entitlement i think there is a general sense of entitlement that's out there within the the culture of the the world today if you will um, that you know, there was a time period, maybe generations before, where they had a different mindset. Um, they had the struggles. They had, of course, the depression and those things that came upon them. They realized that they had to make do with what they had and the little bit that they had and make it go for a long time frame. And um, I, I think there's something to be said of that. I mean, you, you learn a lot from that. So in your case, you also went out there as an entrepreneur. You laid a lot of risk on the line. You started your own business. And uh, because of that, you also start seeing how difficult that really is to do and the struggles that come with that. And there is no sense of entitlement with that as well. I mean, just because the bank loans you money doesn't mean that, you know, you can go spend it on a, a new ride or, or new whatever. I mean, you've got a business to run. You've got people counting on you. You've got, you know, so I, I think it all comes into uh, to play there. It's about, I guess, it's a lot more to being smart about how you approach things, you know, this whole focus and mentality we're talking about. Yeah. And, and that's, that's huge, man. Like I said, that, that three years of been out now since 2014 back end of it. So yeah, four years now I sacrificed a lot and I didn't realize how much it actually hurt others behind me. Mm -hmm. Um, that who supported me also. So I was hurting them while I was, while they were still supporting me and I didn't realize it. Yeah. And that is where I knew that I had to change. And Jason, you probably understand where I'm coming with this right now, probably too, with understanding like you get out because you're so focused on finding some kind of purpose or you're chasing your, your entrepreneurship or you're doing whatever you want to do. So you want to work for this big time company and you forget about everyone that's who's there supporting you because they're in your daily life all the time and they don't want to step up and tell you, hey, you're fucking up. Yeah, no, I uh, luckily for me, I do have someone that kind of routinely tells me that I'm fucking up. So like, it's in a good way. Like it's, I do have someone that kind of reigns me in because I am seven days a week all fucking day and I'm yeah. fucking relentless. And it, it, you're right, man. It burns bridges really quick with, you know, people that like, I just, I can't, I haven't made it anywhere. And so I feel like 
I can't take time off or I can't, you know, I can't, I can't dial it back right now. I gotta, I gotta actually pour more gas on the fire and keep this thing, keep this thing going until I, until I make it and figure things out. Um, so yeah, that, that part's a, that part's a real struggle, man, for sure. But the difference is I think somebody sees that you're focused. So, you know, when they see that you're focused and you're driven, you've got to give props automatically right there, just because an individual has a plan, which you do. And then, and they can see that you're focused towards that plan and any good mentor is going to step back and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to let them run for a period of time here, and I'm going to try to help them whenever possible. But there's some wisdom that has to be gained by making mistakes. Let's be honest. You know? You're not going to get right. smart yeah. if I try to tell you to do something because you're going to think that I'm just trying to tell you to do something as opposed to, okay, well, I'm going to let you trip a couple of times, and then you're going to realize that when you, if you keep doing that, you're going to break your leg, you know, and then yeah. and, mm -hmm. and things are going to get really bad. But I think if you don't have good focus, too, and you have a lack of it, well, then you start looking lazy. Um, so you start looking like an individual that is not motivated uh, towards anything. And um, as a leader, that's not an effective thing, whether you're evaluating others uh, or like in, in the case I just mentioned, if you're a mentor and you're trying to help somebody, but you see they have no focus, no direction, it's kind of hard to mentor them as well. Because what you said earlier, George, is that you've, you've got to have a – You've kind of kind of had a strategy. You got to have a focus. You got to have a passion. You got to know what that is and stuff, so that other people can help guide you in the right direction. Yeah, and that's one of those things too. Is like when someone asks you to write a business plan, right? You have to write a business plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and lay it all out, right? And they're like, "All right, cool. This is the guidelines that I'm going to go by to run my business." It's the same thing too. Is when I, you know, as a mentor, and I've been lucky to mentor a lot of other people and a lot of other coaches too. That you know. I sold my gym and my two my two coaches that are the head coaches there now I mentored and and I still mentor one of one of my or both of them one's an athlete and the other one's one of my coaches for GB3 athletics also and being able to understand the differences between exposure and experience yeah right like if you can actually have them understand both of those right think about how much better how much better you just made that person by giving them the experience and the exposure you just gave that to them because I can expose them easily any day out of the out of the week but if they don't gain that experience they don't know what it's like um and it's it's a huge thing right we we look at it as like you have to understand both sides of the spectrums to really have gratitude towards what you're really doing in life towards what you're working at the end of the day first thing that popped in my mind again is another book that i've mentioned on this podcast before and i haven't mentioned the the uh the book about the cheese but in the, in this case, it's one I have mentioned, and that's about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And if you haven't read that book, it's an interesting book. And it was written many years ago, and it was about how to help you get out of financial debt primarily. And the guy that wrote this had a had – a, oh, wow. his poor dad was the – or his real dad was the poor dad. So he was the individual that would give him advice that, you know, hey, you need to work. You need to go to high school. You know, you need to go to college. Then you get a job, and you work 30 years, and then you draw Social Security. And, I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about going out there and giving your part. Rich Dad kind of give a different approach to the thing. He's like, you know, this is how you this is how you do things. But the way he taught him, he didn't just tell him. He taught him lessons, like you're talking about, mm -hmm. real life lessons, and made him understand that what a dollar really represents and what, you know, how you have to earn that money or how you have to work to, to get the next paycheck and those types of things. It was a different mindset, but he didn't all of a sudden just say, hey, all you got to do is do this and you'll get rich. It, it was more about really trying to teach him, like you said, that pattern of what it really means. Because if you don't learn those hard lessons, then you're not really going to appreciate it along the way. Yeah, yeah. and I, oh, I just sorry. looked into that book as well. I just I have like a little bit left on the audio side. And it's it's important to see like those kids came to him young with like a goal. They like they wanted to be rich. And the initial start was not being paid anything right. and working over like something they had to give up something to work there and they weren't getting paid. And yeah, the kid went to him like wanting to quit, you know, and yeah. when I've been mentored, I tell my mentor, hey, this is where I want to be. And then a couple months later, I'm just getting hit with these perspectives on my decisions that I'm, I just could not have seen. And it's that, you know, somebody who's who has that experience and exposure speaking into your life, absolutely necessary to stay focused on that path. I haven't read the book yet, but sounding from what it's talking about is it's teaching the person or teaching the kid how to create investment and value in something they're doing That's right. and not just by a dollar sign, right? And then it, it leads them into creating a purpose now for everything they're doing. So, hey, what does this dollar amount mean to you? What is What does it mean to you, right? And I think that's 
that's a huge thing, part of being able to create habits, right? If I can create a habit of understanding like this is an investment or this is something so valuable to me, then I can actually turn it into a definition of purpose to myself. Um, it's funny is I had a conversation with uh, one of my one of my athletes. I've known her for, for a while now. She's actually going through school for sports psychology, and they are actually asking about mental toughness and mental fortitude. And we've talked about this all right. the time, right? And especially in the soft athlete or in the soft in the soft in the soft community or just in the military and the tactical athlete in general, is I'm going to go ahead and do this to you to build mental toughness. I'm going to go ahead and do this to you to build mental fortitude, and realistically what it came down to was she ended up teaching me and, and like I said I'm always about learning and teaching she ended up teaching me was mental toughness has to be a definition or purpose to that human being for them to actually have have the willing That's to true. go that extra distance now because you can sit there and give them the worst workout or make them do the most boringest thing or you can have them sit in a corner and have their eyes closed for five hours because you're building them mentally tough well if they don't have no purpose or no intent to really understand why they're doing that or what they're going to be doing, you're doing them a disservice because now you've just created some kind of monster who doesn't know how to control that mind at all. That's good stuff. Yeah, and, and it's funny is like you probably and you know our last podcast we did together we talked about lean mindset. And I was like how you have to do this and this and that, but I've also now experienced coming from the transitions of selling my business to where I'm at today and a better human being is I've learned how to understand what a meaningful purpose. So what does this pin mean to me? You know, what does this conversation that we're all having right now mean to me? Am I open to it? Or am I close to it? And a lot of times what happens is I've actually learned to understand what that open mindset and that growth mindset really means because we talked about it in that last podcast. Anyway, I mean, I remember that. So yeah. I've actually been able to turn that growth mindset, open mindset into some kind of purpose in my life. And, and that's where we talk about looking to force some kind of better focus when we actually get out or just when we are in the civilian world and just doing whatever we're doing every single day. It's like wake up with a purpose. And I think that's what we lose when we transition out. Yeah. And when these, when mentors and people, coaches give you these opportunities to build that mental toughness, the other side of this topic is the positive mental attitude and being able to stay positive in those challenging times. For me, that's what builds that mental toughness. That's what built my mental fortitude early on is how can I feel positive in like intrinsically, but also for the people around me, like I can help them. You're looking for the good in things instead of just dwelling on, Oh, this is terrible. Like I'm just in this corner. No, like what can I think about? What, what kind of experience have I, have I had that I can reminisce on now and grow from? So that positive mental attitude produces mental fortitude. Absolutely. I like that. Dude. Yeah, I, I, I can't like I can't be around anyone who who complains about anything. Like I physically just can't sit in that that space. Like I need to walk away. I'm like, man, you you're missing it. You're missing the gift, bro. Like it's there's there's nothing but opportunity out here. I don't know. There's zero things to complain about right now. Um, and I, you know, I've I've also think about my interactions with people as um, I don't care who they are. They have something that I don't have. Like they have something that I can learn from them, um, and, and and take that and make myself a better person. You know, going going forward. So like every day I'm meeting you know new people I'm working with, and it's always like what, what I'm I'm just I stare at them for a little bit. I'm like, man, I don't know what you have yet, but I'm gonna figure it out. You got something that uh, that's gonna help me get to my next level. Um, and so you know, I kind of I approach that. I, I kind of look for two things. I look for people that don't complain, and I also look for what other people have that I don't have that I can kind of you know, take with me and put it in, put it in my rucksack and, and keep going. Um, cause it's, I don't know, it's, 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 it's interesting out here as far as, uh, you know, not having, it, it's just a different community, right? It's a different, different group of people. Um, not better or worse. It's just different, but it's for me to try to kind of figure out how to, you know, bring back what, what I've, my experiences, what I've gone through and, and use that as a lens for how I interact with, you know, new people I run into. And that's that's crazy. You say that, man. It's like you say you don't like you're you don't listen to people complain, but you look at others um, that are not complaining, and you like want to know more of what their life and what they're doing. Is that kind of how I kind of is that kind of what you say? Yep. You're, you're, yep. Yeah, exactly. So it's funny, man. It's like I I actually used to have the same mentality, and when I started kind of like looking into like all right, I use the the mentality of all right, cool. Like the people that are not complaining, I want to know all about their lives and what their like what their experiences and be that way. But again, I'm the same. I like with how I've how I've, with my, the way my mind has changed, and with how much more mindful I am with being more self aware now, and trying to create some kind of empathy for myself. I actually ask questions to those people that are complaining, 
it's funny is like if you ever ask them, because like, I want to know like what experiences have you gone through to to sit there and complain so much or so just complain about the the stupidest things like. I sit there and I ask, I've asked legitimate questions to people that are complaining. I sit there and I say, hey, I'm not, I'm not being a mean, I'm not being an asshole. This is me being a human being curious about who you are. And I've asked legitimately, like, what in your life have you experienced that has made you so bitter or so, that complains so much? And when you ask them that question, there's, there's a long pause. There is a <laughs> long fucking Yeah, that's pause. a tough question, no doubt. And you sit there and you make them now actually ask who they really are deep down inside. And right that, there, I awesome. really, I right there, dude, I knew that I just gave them something extra. Yeah. That I actually helped them slow down. I actually helped them love understand, it. dude. And and I've been lucky to have some mentors who've actually done that to me. Right? Like again, we have to I keep going back to you had the experience to this side, you got the experience to this side, and, and that's something that's really been an amazing. And I've asked that question to them. And when they do give me an answer, I dig even deeper. And I dig even deeper, and then I, and then I reel it back and be like, look, I'm not. Then I, then I share a little bit of my experiences, right? Because if I said some of my experiences, I think they're completely normal to a human being. Um, but most people, ninety five percent of the most people in this world, probably look at me and be like, holy fuck, bro, that happened to you when you were fourteen, fifteen years old. Yeah, well, it's normal, right? They're like, fuck, no, that's not normal. You know what I was doing at fourteen, fifteen, five years old? Like, I'm like, oh, like, okay, maybe that isn't normal, right? Like. So it always like so to be able to have that empathy towards like the people complaining because you can change that for them. And now you just affected someone one person at a time and that's all that really matters. And that's what we're doing here, right? If this helps one person, like the question I just talked about about why are you complaining? It slows them down and makes them think like, holy fuck, why am I complaining? Yeah. Like, so you know, know like what I what I was doing was it's like I was I was taking a similar approach, but I wasn't voicing it. Like I would, when someone's complaining, I'm like, man, I can't imagine how bad of a day you must be having right now. Like, yeah. like, you know, and I went, I would just kind of walk by and like, all right, man, I'm, I'm going to go over here. Cause my day is pretty awesome right now. And I'm not, I don't need to be hanging around this, but like, I'm, I'm going to flip, I'm going to take that, man. I'm going to start using that today. I'm gonna yeah, go yeah, I, I catch, I catch myself still in that complaining mentality. Like whether it be, I feel like I'm suffering from something or, um, anyway, like, this book right here, it's by, it's called The Man's Search for Meaning by Dr. Viktor Frankl. So this guy, he went through the Holocaust as a doctor. And one of the big things that he comes out of the book saying is like, am I worthy of my suffering? So if you are, if you are complaining, if you are going through a hard time, maybe you're not worthy of the situation that you're in. Maybe you're not worthy of like that, that pain you're experiencing. And this guy's like, you know, he went through one of the toughest times you know, that we can relate to right now. And he, he's coming out of it. Like, what was I worthy? Did it produce something good in me? Did it produce something that now I can go out into the world and use to change things? I mean, 9 million copies sold of this guy's book and it's, I changed my life. It changed the way I look at things. Like, am I worthy of the situation that I'm going through? And I look through back at my pararescue indoctrination training and combat dive school and certain things where you had to kind of go through that, that suffering and yeah, I mean, I was I was worthy of those experiences, right? And uh, it was largely produced like I I didn't complain, you know, I just you just did it. Yeah, it's almost like he's saying, Brian, focus, right? Get a life, you know, get focus. Yeah, that's that 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 was that's deep, man. I wrote the book down because I'm gonna want to read that for sure. It's funny, it's like a. Uh, it's funny as we talk about that, dude. Is like I've actually kind of I I didn't read I don't I don't have read the book at all, but that hits a lot of where I've kind of created some habits in my life and one of them has been breathing work um and robert follows me on instagram so he sees me doing a lot of this breathing work and a lot of movement work and just creating ha healthy habits my lifestyle and i was uh i was having uh, there's a, a past couple of weeks i've been it's been a little bit different a little bit more rougher for me just uh personal stuff or whatever else and i had been such a very good very good like calm mindfulness and i started feeling this anxiety in my body again i was like what is going on my body was just so tense and tight like just super angry and like if you guys are aware of your body and understand what I'm talking about, you know like when you're angry for the day, your body just is like and I and I and usually I'm walking around in a very, very calm state. And I felt it and I was like, man, I need to figure this out. And I I was like, you know what? Like I'm gonna listen to my body. So I went to the sauna, I did some breath work and I posted this on my Instagram the story. And as I was sitting there, I was doing a breath hold for a max breath hold in the sauna. And I had been doing I don't even know how long because I don't even take my phone in there at all. I just kind of sit in there and just focus on myself and I don't know how long I've been doing this for, but I ended up holding my breath and I opened my eyes and looked at this, uh, looked at the clock outside the sauna doors and I saw the clock just kind of going and my goal was to hit like, it was like a, it was like a two minute breath hold. 
and my head had already counted for 60 seconds. So I opened my eyes to look at the clock and I look at the clock. I close my eyes. I look at the clock. It's like slowly going. It's just like tick, tick, tick. And I'm like, fuck, like I really want this to hit 60 seconds again. Like this is what I want. And at 90 seconds, I realized how slow the clock was moving. And I realized like the clock does not speed up for anyone at all. Right. At the same time, though, there, I realized that the pain that I was putting myself through was helping me handle the suffering that I went through prior for the couple of weeks to know that, hey, I have self-worth and this is all going to be okay, and it's all going to be worth it at the end of the day. And it's who I am to make my life that much better, that much more resilient to whatever is becoming my way at the end of the day. (laughs) So like. It made me slow down, dude. It made me slow down. I realized like, oh, shit. And like, that's the problem is like everyone's always on the go, right? That's where everyone's at nowadays. Social media, all that good stuff. Everyone wants to go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden they get into this suffering, just like Brian says, and they don't slow down and look at it and be like, all right, am I worth this suffering to really sit here and complain? And that's the problem, right? If we just understood to slow down, (laughs) slow down and just sit back and look. Yeah. It's crazy, and, and this podcast is going to be going all over the place, and I love it, right? This is something. That, yeah. Well, it, it's, it still goes back to focus and mindset and getting the right focus because I think that's part of what you're talking about too is that you, you've got to understand where you are, what's going on around you, and that maybe it's not as bad as you really think it is. Again, it's focus. It's get focused. Get the right mindset. Get your mind in check. You know, Make sure that you're focused yeah. on the things that are most important. So that, that's kind of how I view it. And, and again, sometimes it's about checking out for a period of time. I mean, Brian and I talked about this. Sometimes you need to get off social media for a period yeah. of time and, yeah. and live a life outside of that. There was yeah. a life before that came around, before Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and everything yeah. else came around. One of my mentors who I really look up to, his, his name is Brian McKenzie. He wrote a book called The Unplugged Book. And it actually talks about, um, it talks about setting down technology and actually getting outside and enjoying outside and understanding that hey being outside in the woods or going for a walk with your kids or your dogs or whatever it else that actually creates a natural dopamine effect that is 10 times stronger than you picking your phone up to look at your instagram likes or whatever else he also talks about how technology for performance is actually decreased athletes performance because they become self-dependent on this technology it goes back to everyone looking for affirmation through social media yeah right like yeah yeah that's a that's a point that Rob and I hit and we actually related to fitness is if you're always posting your goals, you're like short term. Hey, I hit it. I hit the snatch. I got it on video. Got to put it up and you keep getting like a bunch of praise for it. It's going to plateau you at some point well below what you like long term want to be. So kind of like those little milestones, you pat yourself on the back. Don't really tell anybody about it. Keep keep going. You know, and everyone else is hitting their five pound PR at one year. You got a 30 pounder and you're still grinding. You're not telling anybody. Yeah. And that comes from the psyche aspect of it all, right? You talked about how it becomes a plateau is because you look at it with, um, I had to, I had to hit this snatch because all my Instagram followers are following me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, actually, bro, so if you true. miss that, it's not the end of your life. Yeah, exactly. It, no one gives a fuck if you make it or not. Like, <laughs> You know what they do have the time on your Heck Instagram? Yeah. They literally just scroll through super fast. Oh, like this, like this, like this. Yeah. And that's why I like whenever like, – I, like if – and Robert's been following me for a while now and my Instagram page has changed so much. Um, it's changed so much to more of like putting out information for people to really understand and like my experiences because, you know, like it was been told to me is like my experiences is going to be the key to you to open up and affect others also. Mm-hmm. So that's how I took it as, right? And that's kind of what we're doing here right now, especially with that understanding of that focus and mindset. But what we haven't really talked about is how do we how do we get into the proper state of being focused and having the mindset, right? How does everyone really do that? Because people see breathing work, yoga, exercising, or just some of the randomest things out there and they feel judged by it. If you have if you have a solid why of why you live, you'll be able to live through the how, right? And that's another takeaway from the book. You have the, you have the why. You'll be able to live through the how. And that's on the individual. We'll go back to that. Is how have you over time been refined into a person that believes in something bigger than themselves? And it's those circum as you experience different events in your life, and as you go through different circumstances, that kind of mentality of I believe in this is going to get you 
above those difficult times, above those sufferings. And honestly, like if you're able to, again, like back to the positive mindset, if you're able to stay positive within that, it's going to just, it's going to show that you can be bigger than what you're going through. And it's going to just validate that belief in something more so. Yeah, that's huge, man. And and it's funny as we're talking about this right now. And when it comes down to your why being more, a lot of top, a lot of times people end up looking at it as, I want to do this, and wants never a powerful word enough or powerful enough for them to set that why and keep mm-hmm. it burning, right? Um, I talked about this last week on another on, an, on a podcast that I that I did, and we talked about the differences between wants and needs, and you know, and how do you how do you define the want and the need between yourself? And which is more of the powerful word for you? Because I look at want and be, let's say, for instance, I want to go ahead and lose 20 pounds so I can have a six pack. What if I came and told you, hey, you need to lose 20 pounds because you have a heart condition and you might die in the next seven months? Which one's more powerful to you? The one that you're going to die because you need you need to lose it or, or the one that because you, you want a six pack? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, Again, that's yeah, that kind exactly. of focus and bringing people to reality. I, I mean, uh, Yeah. Definitely. Well, take us home here, George, because I, I know this is something that's near and dear to you when you're talking about, you know, focus and having the right mindset, especially as it relates not just to the job day to day or your personal life, but also to military transition. I mean, what we've been trying to describe here in everything that we covered and kind of, you know, going through all of this is that complete mindset that, you know, that connection and everything. So take us through it. So. It's, I actually love this question, man, so thank you for the question. But uh, the, way, the first way that I would actually look at it is creating three habits that you can sustain, have sustainable that are, that, are, that are easy habits that you can do every single day. So create any kind of three habit. If that, is that, is that, that's from sleeping nine hours. Is that from not touching your phone um, or not going to Instagram? If that's going into like yoga work, is that going into like cold showers, um, walks? anything proper nutrition right and for instance i'll use mine for example my three habits that were super simple for me that i could do that made me realize it was my first thing was breathing my second thing was making sure that my eating and hydration was proper and again i wasn't looking for no diets i just wanted to create a better lifestyle and then my third one was actually sleep i I didn't never understood how powerful sleep could be for for somebody and i know it's hard for a lot of people because they say they work this this this, and that but if you can create some kind of purpose when you sleep you're going to have a whole other outlook on things. So that was like my my habits that I created. And the way I looked at it too, some of the books that I've been reading lately, you know, really getting into mindfulness, breath work, um, they talked a lot about it. You know, hey, what's the first thing you do when you're born? What does the doctor's check for? They yeah, check to breathing. see if you're breathing. Yeah. What's the second thing they do automatically after they do that? They go ahead and put you on your mama's titties so you can start eating. So you can get the nutrients in your body. Once you're done, Once you're done eating, what's the next thing you do? You sleep. So why don't we ever prioritize those in general? Right, like, why don't we prioritize those and make those something a daily habit? And again, you you can create all any habit you want, and then slowing down, dude. Like we talked about, right? Like it's one thing that I've learned so much and being able to experience, and it's going to be different for a lot of people. But being okay with just kind of like stepping back real quick, and then stepping back in, stepping back in, stepping back out, and doing that, right? And again, as you notice that you're creating this habit of where you step out a little bit longer because you can actually focus on yourself a little bit. I mean, think about how many times you could sit on your phone and you sat there and scroll through Instagram or Facebook or the internet for 30 minutes when you probably could have been reading a book. You could have been focusing on yourself a little bit. You could have been doing something for you, but instead you were too worried about what everyone else was doing instead of focusing on what your outcome and your control was. Because it goes back to also what Jason said, right? You only can control what you can control, and that is at the end of the day. So. You know, that's kind of where I, I, I'm going with that of how I created a focus and how I'm actually helping others now of how do I create some kind of focus in the all around mindset? Because at the same time, you have to take care of your body, right? The body and mind are one. They're not separate. Um, I've talked about that. You must fix and fix what's inside of you internally. That's not uh, so you can fix what's outside of you externally. And a lot of people are afraid to look inside of them. And it's OK to sit there for a little bit and just look at yourself and get into your mind and slow down and be like, all right, hey, this is who I am. This is how I do things. Um, I guarantee you it actually help you out without no doubt for sure. So that's kind of where I want to go with that for you guys and understand that's where my mindfulness and full circle comes into one. Awesome. George, thanks for, uh, so much for joining us back on the Mentors Military Podcast, man. It's always good to have you back hey, on. Thanks for having me. Uh, I miss the, I miss the, uh, the, the knife hand all the time, man. It's been a long <laughs> time. Yeah, I know, dude. It's funny. It's like, uh, it's funny. It's like, 
a lot of people are like, dude, you've changed so much. Like, you're not so like, oh, let's go. And I'm just like, yeah. It's a little bit different. I know Robert's probably sitting here like, what happened to you, bro? I still see it every once in a while. It'll come out. That Marine knife hand will all of a sudden start working. So it's still there. Uh, so, but I thank thank you guys for letting me have uh, let me come on and share a little bit of my story, my six uh, and my experiences and exposures that I have had in the past year since we've done the last podcast to where we're at today. Yeah, man, uh, wish you nothing but the best, and you're always welcome back on here anytime. You know, all you gotta do is just uh, let me know. Thanks, buddy. George, Appreciate it, George. Man, hey, hey, man, no shit, dude. I was a, I was a sponge, bro. Like I was writing shit down That's the entire. If, yeah. if I'm not talking, I'm I'm in receive mode, man. I was like, man, you're rapping hard. I'm gonna get out of the way here. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> like, this is awesome. No, it's like I. So one of the things I, I I do like giving back any way I possibly can. But man, it sucks to listen to a podcast that you're on. Like you don't get a lot of benefit from it. So like, you know, for me, I'm like, oh man, this is all. I'm like scribbling notes back here. I'm like, I have nothing to add. This is awesome. Yeah, so, I've, hey, I've thanks, got, man. I've got all kinds of notes here too. I'm gonna have to go look up the uh, unplugged book for sure and uh, yes, start yeah, focusing on my three habits every day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Appreciate it. Awesome guys, thanks though. A- it was nice meeting you, Jason. You, Brian, also, guys. And let's stay in touch for sure. And like I said, it was it was fun. I've learned a whole bunch from you guys also. I'm not going to lie. I took down notes um, with books and everything else like that for you guys to kind of help me out, kind of the way you affected me to kind of continue thinking on too. So thanks. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and at Facebook by searching at Mentors, the number four M-I-L, and please subscribe to our podcast. It's free, and it ensures you're the first to hear our latest podcast show. We have several options depending upon your device, and we're at iTunes, SoundCloud, at Stitcher, and at TuneIn Radio. Hey everyone, Robert here. I love supporting veteran-owned companies, and Mentors for Military recently partnered with Skeleton Optics to offer a 10% discount to our listeners. That's right, 10%. These aren't your regular run-of-the-mill sunglasses, by the way. The frames are handcrafted in Italy with Zeiss Vision lenses. Use the code mentors for mil or mentors the number 4 mil at SkeletonOptics.com, and you'll receive your 10% discount automatically at checkout. Hurry up and get on over there to support a veteran-owned company.